You are listening to episode 59 of the Playing Flop Podcast with Rita Hyland. Hello, I'm Rita Hyland, and you're about to discover what it means to position your business, career, and life to play full out. This show explores the way leaders just like you embrace and achieve their ambition without working harder or grinding it out any longer. So if you want to take your life, business, or career to a playing full out status and do so while being the happiest high performer in the room, then hang with me because this show shares everything you need to know using the best of neuroscience, transformational psychology, and a bit of spiritual wisdom to help you change fast, even when it's uncomfortable or scary, or you failed to do so in the past. All this so that you can enjoy more freedom and prosperity in your business and life. I'm happy you're here. Friends, a couple weeks ago, we had a podcast called The DNA of a Well-Designed Day. We got a lot of feedback from y'all saying that this is exactly what you needed and that it really tripped a light switch to come on for several of you. In essence, this episode that we had was sharing the importance of having the habits of someone who already has achieved or is experiencing what it is that you want. We all know that habits make our life. They are the seemingly boring, insignificant, day-in, day-out, small things that add up to remarkable results or getting our zone of genius out. As Aristotle said, we are what we repeatedly do. Excellence then is not an act, but a habit. It's not the one-time climb to Mount Everest. It's not the one-time winning of the Super Bowl. It is all of the small, boring things in our life, the day-in, day-out habits that add up to that breakthrough, right? Today, I thought I'd go deeper on this because there is a singular habit that I recognize successful entrepreneurs and individuals in positions of leadership, as well as others who serve, that they do that helps them break through to their dreams. And on a more regular and consistent and even, dare I say, effortless basis. And I, you know, when I first learned about habits and specifically what something that I heard about 20 years ago called the law of the slight edge, which in essence is the small and seemingly insignificant actions done every day or consistently over time that gives someone the edge. I realized that that was something that was I was that was doable. I had young kids and uh, many reasons that you could make up excuses, but the law of the slight edge, I was like I can do small things every single day. I can put in one drop of water into an ocean and eventually fill it. That's something that's possible. And I think that that's one of the things about habits that should be compelling for many people. But there is a reason that people don't, don't do it. And that what the law of slight edge would profess is that they are not the things that seem like today they're life or death. You know, waking up early or having a morning ritual doesn't seem like that's going to matter today if you do it or don't do it. And it, it wouldn't. It's not a life or death thing. But after many days and many weeks, which turn into years of not doing it, it is life or death. It does determine whether you are 
offering your highest impact, serving your purpose in line with your values on a given day, week, and then even lifetime. So we underestimate the importance of habits because they aren't urgent and we skip them on a regular basis. But like I said, there isn't a truly successful person that I have met that's operating at their best who is not doing this habit, and that is of the morning ritual. And that's the one that I want to talk to you about. I wish I had a more glamorous title for it, but I just said habits aren't glamorous, right? They are, however, super transformative. And just one done consistently over time has the power to change, and I do mean change everything. This most transformative habit that many don't incorporate or own is the morning ritual. So now whether you are someone who has never had a morning ritual beyond having a cup of coffee or the newspaper, or you're someone who does have a morning ritual and you're looking that maybe you need to refine it or upgrade it, stick with me here. I've got five core ingredients that I'm going to suggest you bake into your morning ritual before you do anything else. These are things that can be done before you even hit breakfast. These are the ones that I use to keep me capable of building my business year after year and maintain an active family while having time for myself. And this is one of the things that I hear people want more than ever these days. It's not just about getting it done and surviving and even thriving. They want to know that they are growing, that there is a system or a habit in place that sets themselves up for growth and learning mastery, if you will, self-mastery. And that is not usually baked into anybody's day. I'm going to show you how you can do that and get that done on a habit of a daily practice. This is really the answer to getting what I consider hurried leaders out of the hurried leader syndrome, where you don't feel like you're getting to the work you're really meant to be doing or you feel like you're responding to ad hoc meetings and requests all day, interruptions, distractions, other people's agendas. And that can leave people feeling really a bit frenetic, disappointed that they aren't having their days reflect their most important work that matters to them. I want you to not be concerned with what has come in the past. It is done. Let this be the day right now, make a commitment that this is the day that you're going to shift that. From here on out, you are going to become that person who has the habit that works for them, that leverages and has them start a day the way they want to end. One of my favorite Chinese proverbs is, start the way you want to end, you know, begin the way you want to end. Even whenever there's decisions being made in my business, I have different people ask me my feelings on things. I always go to, well, what do we want in the end? I don't want to do something halfway right now or do it in a way that's going to have to be fixed later. Start the way you want to end and you will end that way, right? So right now, if I asked you to think of anything, the biggest step that you could do is to take charge of your work and life by setting aside the first hours of the day to invest in your top priority activities before other people's 
priorities come rushing in. These are those quiet hours of the morning that can really be ideal to focus on your most important work, your high impact work, even a passion project or the thing that lights you up. For some that might be starting to write a book. I know one person who would wake up at 4 a.m. every day to have that quiet time, that silence to complete something that was very important. And it wasn't a book written, you know, that's what people, you know, over people went 10 hours a day to do it. It's the habit and what's been found by research that it's even more effective to do it in smaller increments consistently. So regardless, again, of what kind of work it is, or if it's your passion project, you want to be able to do it without being interrupted. What's more is spending time on it at the beginning of the day ensures that it's going to get your attention before other things like kids, employees, bosses, any of those other things. Because also, I find this, and I'm ever so aware of it and vigilant to it, is I know that my cognitive ability, and research shows this, along with our willpower, decreases as the day goes down. You know, so what we're doing here is leveraging our best, strongest self to work in the way that we actually work as opposed to against ourselves and then have ourselves driving through, you know, mud. I was talking to a woman in charge of client strategy and service for her company who had so many meetings and interruptions throughout her day that she felt that she couldn't get anything done. And she opened her calendar to show me the amazing organization of her color-coded system and that she could only find three 30-minute blocks where she did not have a meeting in a given week. And besides having to prove right or wrong on whether these meetings should or should not exist, we started thinking of the early mornings as project and strategy time. And she chose to start blocking that time before she got into any of her meetings and to make that a top priority project. And what happened is that by already having accomplished her highest impact work before she even began to interface with others or have her formal work day begin, what happened is that her zone of genius work was progressed And she didn't have a single interruption while she was doing it at that hour. You can get your most important aspects in your life, just like this, done before you begin breakfast. And many, many successful people do that. They are already well on their way by the time they enter the office place. And certainly in this day and age where we are doing so much remote work and distance learning and the travel of the commute has reduced, there is a space to embrace this habit and and really change the course of not only this year, but many years to come. I'm going to give them to you right now. I'm going to give you the four ingredients, or excuse me, I got five that I have refined throughout the years. I've been doing them for over 20 years. And when they are all on cue, when they're all toned in, amazing and remarkable results in turn. The first thing that I would say is obviously you always have to wake up early. I mean, that's what's a natural requirement. Starting your day, mine personally starts at 5 a.m. because I love the silence of silence. Others might begin at 6 a.m. This is personal to you and based upon the world that starts to tag at you based on that time. Go to the well. That's the step one. And what that means to me is 
Get in silence so that you can engage your subconscious, your access to your own wisdom, your, your personal experience, your, you know, creativity and intuition. That is what going to the well is. Rarely do you hear someone say, I solved the most amazing problem at my desk. That doesn't happen. That's where you execute it, where you gather the ideas and the creativity and the intuition and the problem solving is when you go to the well. And so how do you do this? You wake up and remember these are all, can all be done in different order, but it is up to you. But the first thing I usually do is to get silent and in 15 to 20 minute increments, but start with five if that's what you need. This is where I access my ideas. And I do it personally either by being completely silent and just letting what comes up come up, or I'll use a prompt. And I have a few prompts. The first prompt can always be very customized based upon something I need for the given day, an answer to a problem, how to manage something, or negotiate something. Inevitably, in that silence, I hear, dare I say, downloads or intuitive hits, where I will get information And then my job is simply to capture it and to act on it. The other prompt that I often use is, tell me what you want me to know. Tell me what you want me to do. And when I'm saying tell me, what that can be referring to my higher self, my best self. Best self, tell me what it is you want me to do. It can also be, for some people, a higher source. Source, you know, tell me what it is that you want me for. And then another interesting prompt is, tell me what my audience needs. Tell me what my client needs. Tell me what this person I'm about to go into a meeting needs. And listen, truly listen. And you'll be amazed that you will gain insight into it. You can listen to it. You can walk on it. You can talk on it. Some people take their dogs for walks and get a lot of insight. The key here is to often posit a question, you know, put it out there. Story that I have is that I was talking with a man recently whose leadership responsibilities increased. And for years, he's talked about, you know, holding tight to admit habitualizing his executive think time, which is he knows his most important work. But he has always let it slip because it's never been on a given day a life or death matter, right? If it was a life or death matter, it'd get done, but it isn't. And so that's why we don't have these habits. So he finally recognized how important it was for him. And he built in 30 minutes every day to have this silent time. And he found that by baking that into his morning ritual, he had insights into certain accounts that they were working with, how to deal with certain leadership issues. He also found, besides the results that he experienced and the expansion of the company when it was in a challenging situation, he was having greater health, ease, less struggle, less hustling. And he was enjoying his work more, which always is the how the whole circle works, is that when you're happier, you're confident. And when you're confident, you're doing the things that you are called to be doing at a higher level. The second ingredient is plan your day. That is have a daily plan. And when I say planning your day, that doesn't mean a list of things that you need to get done. This is probably one of the things that if you are really honest about it and you made this 1% change, it would probably be the most significant. And that is the idea of, of committing to block your time and scheduling your musts every day in 30 minute increments. I personally like a pen and paper as opposed to doing a digital type of 
commitment plan or schedule. And to that end, I have, as I look at it right now, my daily plan from five in the morning till about nine at night is scheduled. I know when I'm having all of the things are blocked, whether that's my exercise, my talking to, if I need to communicate with someone, I have all of my highest impact work, however, built in very close to the beginning of the day. In fact, I don't take interfacing usually before with my team or with clients before 11 a.m. Because my most important part of my most important work is creating the content to be able and the listening to be able to provide and execute. And so that comes before 11. Some people are even done with theirs before, like I said, breakfast or before 9 a.m. This all matters to you. What is really important is that before you fill other things in is that you begin your two to three hours with the highest impact work so that what happens is when that is complete, you've got momentum going the rest of your day. You already, you can let go and know that what you have committed to is taken care of. Again, in 30 minute increments, block your morning, block when you're going to schedule your schedule. That's even another one. You know, if it's every single morning at 7.30 or eight, whatever that is, plan your day, look at your day, review your day. The third is to internally charge your system with three questions. I have done this for forever in my Franklin Covey of the past, you know, the paper big leather binders from years ago. And that is the first thing I would always write five things I'm grateful for, five things I acknowledge myself for, and then what it is I'm excited about in my life right now. When you write down five things that you're excited not five things, five things that you're grateful for, rather, it changes your frequency. It, it says to yourself and informs your brain that there is a lot of opportunity out there and a lot is coming towards me. We know we create based upon feeling and frequency. That's just a law of physics. So it's an immediate way to boost your system, power up, and put yourself in a higher frequency by moving your attention. Your acknowledgements, five things you acknowledge yourself for, these are things like I acknowledge myself for being on time. I acknowledge myself for scheduling that, for being present for this experience. These are specific to the day or the day before is what I would advise. But be generous with yourself. We often catch ourselves in what is not going well, and we already have a negative bias in our minds. We are pre-wired for that. It's important that we begin the unlearning, the reprogramming, the recoding, so that we become someone who's able to see the positive and put ourselves in those positions because positive brains create positive results. The fourth ingredient, and this one I would say is the one that really differentiates and but it's so simple to do and i actually have clients do it when we're in conversation sometimes is can you right now finish by thanking your day in advance of it happening so what are the things you're thankful for that you want to happen it's as though they have already been achieved the reason for this is that this is communication that you make with your brain that the brain doesn't know the difference the subconscious mind between reality and fantasy. And by telling it that it's already done, it just seeks to negate the stress of the two not being the same. It wants to make that right, to make that whole. 
So by also being in the frequency of gratitude, I'm thankful that that went out on time. I'm thankful that the client purchased this service. I am thankful that they enjoyed our lunch together. I'm thankful for this powerful hour, this experience. Whatever it is that you already pretty much have on your daily plan, that way you're able to move it into and encode your brain, your subconscious mind to do what is that you desire. Okay. So that's different. If we review so far, you've got go to the well, which means go get silent and access your own best information. The second ingredient is have a daily plan, plan out your day in block time. The third is to internally charge your system with the three questions or the three, the three state, finishing the three statements, five things I'm grateful for, five things I acknowledge, and what I am most excited about in my life right now. Thank your life. Ingredient number four, thank your life and your day into happening in advance of. When you're writing it down, and that's the thing, I put all of this on the same paper. So this is all my one day, I've got this all together. Besides having blocked out and this thin lines all the way down on one piece of paper that I reprint every single day for my daily plan, I have a little box where I can capture anything, the ideas that I need to have captured that come to me throughout the day. And I also have anybody I need to communicate or follow up with from someone at the kid's school to um, someone who's just written or called to make sure that I have clarity on that. And that's the same paper where I also am writing the things I'm grateful for and acknowledge. Your final one is to book in 20 to 30 minutes of a place where you're going to learn. That can be a listen to a podcast, read a book, whatever way that it is that you want to bring learning into it. You want to have your morning ritual also have that incorporated. This is how you make sure you don't miss any of this. This morning ritual can take as little as 45 minutes, or it could take even 25. This is up to you. You get to decide how you want to bring it in. But what I would do is make sure that it too is, it's habitualized and brought into your daily schedule. We have all heard of make your bed as a habit. I could give you that one as a bonus. The biggest thing and what I appreciate about that is that it's a one minute habit that when we do it, it's like getting out of bed. It's, it's proving that you are already productive before you get started. And that act also, a lot of this is informing the brain of how to show up. You're in charge, you're deliberate. You know, the worst I think I think I see is people waking up, you know, grabbing their phone, reading emails, letting other people's agendas take them. Then they are loose or reactionary or they're hustling with their day. That way they begin dictates the entire day. If you can begin to create a morning ritual and don't make it so difficult, try to start to look for it to be fun, easy, and see how your life flows from it. You will begin the habit and gather the evidence that how, how it is working for you. Your morning routine, it sets you up for your day, which sets you up for your week, which sets you up for your year. And right now, we're already through the first quarter of 2021. It's unbelievable. There are 270 more mornings this year if you can believe it. Your call to action is to choose making a morning ritual that is your own, that personalizes and customizes based upon what it is that you want more of. And for many people, that's to have less hustle in a day-to-day, you know, less less working hard and sprinting all day with to feel very little reward because they haven't done their 
most valuable work that's of value to them and in line with their values. The question to ask right now is what one habit, when I did it consistently over time this year, will have the greatest impact on what I really want to experience this year, whether that's in my life or my work or my leadership. And remember, you don't have to add all of these ingredients in during your first morning ritual. Pick one. Since you've listened this far, I'm betting you are someone who likes to build others up, who likes to contribute. And if I'm right, I'd like you to share this podcast episode with your friends or your colleagues or those people you care about. Then leave, if you will, a good review on iTunes so that more people like you get their genius, their high impact work that we so desperately need into the world out there. I look forward and we'll be back here to see you next week. Thank you for being with me today. By you listening to this, it tells me you're interested in growing yourself and likely not just for yourself, but to positively influence others as well. If you enjoyed this podcast, go ahead and share this with your friends and colleagues. When leaders like you grow yourself and then grow others, we all are positively impacted. If you have questions, I'm here to answer them and may even use them in our upcoming podcasts. Go ahead. You can send those questions to Breakthrough at RitaHighland.com. Remember, a half version of you is not enough. The world needs the full version of you at play. I look forward to seeing you on our next podcast. 